0: Picture your life as a four-burner stovetop. One burner represents your family, one is your friends, the third your health, and the fourth, career. Now, if you have them all going at once, you're going to burn out. So in order to be successful, you need to turn one off. If you want to be super successful, they say turn off two. My name is Josh Earle, and by the end of this podcast, we'll see which ones are being left on and which ones are getting turned off. This is Four
1: Burners.
0: Hello and welcome to Four Burners. My name is Joshelle, and joining me this week, very special guest. There are always special guests. He's a comedian, broadcaster, writer, actor. Please welcome. It's Dave Thornton, everyone. Yay. Yes, guys,
2: thank you. Now sit down. Sit down, everyone. Jesus.
0: <laughs> the listeners don't know that there is a live audience in here. We're yeah.
2: We bust them in. You've just been dying on your hole. Yeah. These are every episode.
0: <laughs> the last two episodes, not funny, but uh, the 100 people, they, they liked it. They, they were more smilers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they make a peep. Yeah. And they keep coming back. So, to be honest, it's yeah. on them.
0: Yeah. Thanks for doing this.
2: Yeah, mate. Thanks for having me on. I
0: just had to go through what, what it is. So, we look at your personal burners, your four burners, your health, career, family, friends. Now, this is going to be a weird one because the last two guests I'm friendly with, Yeah. not friends with. Yeah. You're the first friend on. Yeah.
2: And we're two dads. I know. To be honest, even just working with a four burner makes us both go, "bullshit." I need <laughs> at least a six burner. That's what I'm doing a barbecue. I was
0: talking to Alexi Toliopoulos and he's got. I've got five in mine. What do I do? I'm like one for you. Alexi can be podcast. That's fine. You can have like podcast. There. <laughs> he went for an extra burner. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, okay. On okay. my walk, anyway. So we got you dealers. No, not dealers' choice. Your choice. You want to start with career, health, friends, or family?
2: Mate, because we're just two blokes who. Uh, we talk about our health more than men of our age probably would.
0: Yep. Do you reckon? I I reckon lots of people talk about their health at our age. I think it's you can't avoid it. Either you're really into your health yeah. or your doctor's really into your health. There's there's no
2: <laughs> there's no level there's, no, there's no in between. Mate, I'm trying to keep you on the payroll. If you could just stick around for longer. Actually, what I realized, no, when I say the health, you and I talk about exercise, but I don't think we ever really talk about our diet. No. Which I have noticed mates our age again or older now, we're just they're just Monty's for diets. All of our mates are starving themselves for like two days out of a week.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because I've got a, another good friend of ours, Ben Lomas, yeah. loves sauna, and and I think I know deals getting into ice baths and ice plunging. Yeah, I'm not there, even though people think I am. Yeah, people often go, oh, you'd be in ice baths, not in ice baths.
2: You're not doing it. I, oh, I hate myself for saying this. I've started doing full cold showers in the morning. Nothing but cold. So it's two, three minutes. It's never warm.
0: Welcome back to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I hunt my own deer. And <laughs> uh,
0: Jamie, pull this <laughs> up. Oh, uh, no. Um, cause it I'm, it is and I'm putting my though. kids in scissor locks. I've we, got to teach them some. We do. talk Because let's go through it. We, you were healthy as, healthy as a teenager, healthy as a kid, love sport.
2: I love sport. I mean, I went through most people's trajectory, which is love sport during high school, was lucky enough to not blow my knee out, which a lot of the dominant sports players in, you have to think in the 90s, they were pushing kids so hard. Yeah. A huge percentage of our mates just blew their knees out of 15.
0: My cousin who was drafted to go play over at Fremantle, like first year, did his knee in his like pre-season, came back, uh, did a whole year. That was like in the mid 90s. So like, knee reconstructions were a full year out yes came back did his other knee but the, the next year uh Fremantle, though very good they put him through uni like so he got his, he got did his business they? degree yeah off the back of uh doing two knees geez daddy's well, okay yeah
2: maybe i should have but um <laughs> yeah i had the same i had a mate of mine in my class who did his knee in football like under 14s under 16s one of those and yeah. then at pe i mean our PE teacher was a bit of a drop kick but then he blew his knee out just doing something and the teacher just was yelling at him. Go on, stop, get up, stop yeah. mucking around. And then I had to get stretched off and they're like, no, he's done his knee again.
0: I had an incident when I was in year nine where I, playing footy at school PE, got tackled. Yeah. Yeah. Hit my head and uh, my back went into spasms though. And so the PE teacher was worried about my back. <laughs> To, I'm cool. only
2: laughing because you think like, what a funny atomic bomb that went off in your head, yeah. like, di, 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 and then put out a vertebrae near your head. So
0: they, they looked at my back, and then the next day I had footy, and they're like, oh, you'll be fine. And running on, passed out. Like I, there was a from the change rooms, there was like a meter long step that you could jump off. I yeah. stepped off, and something just triggered my head. Went, nah, that's not good. And I just passed out. My dad was my coach, and all my, my teammates were like, going, your dad just stood there going, get up, Josh, get up, <laughs> get up, it's like. No, nah, I think you better take the hospital.
2: You know what, guys? Could have stunted your growth, Jill. Oh, you could have know. been six foot eight oh, at the,
0: the dream. The dream. <laughs> so um, he- healthy. Okay, let's go through as a
2: family. Healthy family? Healthy family. I'm pretty lucky, although somewhat emasculated, that my partner is real healthy. Yeah. Like her father, he grew up in England and he's done a few marathons and was like a really elite runner. Yeah. But at that time when no one cared Everyone would be like Well why are you running Yeah This makes no sense And then he was telling me even He said I had to give up running And I said oh yeah What time Nev Like what age And he said "Ah, oh, 62 I'm like what That's, Yeah." yeah and, and my partner was telling me She grew up in one of the outer suburbs Well she grew up in England Came over here when she was like 9 or 10 And then one of the outer suburbs of Melbourne and she'd go Because we drove past it recently We were going camping And she went Oh yeah used to just run around here And I said oh yeah You know like kids run She's like no no Like I would go for a run And I said how old were you And she's like Well it's probably You know still in primary school Yep and I said, I've never got, I didn't go for a run till I was probably in the late twenties when I knew I had to exercise, but she's like, she's got it in her. She wants to run. We go on long distance running and she'll destroy me.
0: It's it's funny because where I grew up, Bernie has the, uh, they call it Australia's second premier running a uh, road race. And it's the, called the Bernie 10. So it's a 10 kilometer race. Uh, mm. Ro- Robert Robert Costello once ran in it. Um, Stella, sorry, not Stella. And, um, would get, and it was like. 10 K and most people in the town would at, at one point do it. And I did it when I was in grade four. So that's right. 10 K's so in grade four. Yeah. 10 K's in grade four. And so I remember running with my dad, because mm. my dad at this point, had just had a heart attack and, uh, I think triple, bo- no, maybe just anyway, had a heart attack, yeah. uh, and thought I've got to change my life here. So I started running and when I'm going to do the Bernie 10, he ran it in 53 minutes. I ran it in fifty one minutes, and he tried to come up with an excuse saying, "Oh yeah, but you're shorter, and so the headwind wouldn't have affected you as much." And I'm like, "Dad, just admit you got beat by an eleven year old. It's fine. Or not even like, would have been ten. Like, yeah, <laughs>
2: Who's, who was knocked out a week beforehand, yeah. <laughs> and I still ran it. That's pretty good, man. Because I would have. I had no drive to run when I was younger. Like I would do. I would play all the sports. Yeah. But when Fun Run, quote unquote, came. Yeah. Like, I remember in year 12, I actually put my girlfriend's netball outfit on for the quote-unquote fun run, Yeah, and then they said, we will give you detention for the rest of your time at school, every lunchtime, if you run in that pleated skirt and a bib. And I'm like, isn't this supposed to be fun? They're like, yeah. no, so now not would, on our watch.
0: You would have a good grant for that these days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're there, going Snacks in the House. What's your
2: pronoun? Uh, wing and Attack.
0: <laughs> Snacks in the house growing up?
2: Snacks in the house.
0: I. Were you an anti-fast food house?
2: No, it was very rare, but I realized in hindsight that was my parents wanting to get drunk that night. So they'd go, it's Macca's. And then they'd have, because the Geelong races were on and my dad didn't care for horse racing, just wanted to get drunk all day. And so we'd get Macca's and go, what a special day. And uh, so there was none of that, but we didn't have healthy snacks because I I ran around. Like we would finish school, 3.30, whatever. I'd run home just get into my normal stuff and we would play basketball till honestly six o'clock and we had to come home for dinner yeah so that's two and a bit hours of just running around and playing ball yeah and so there was i mean this was the 90s too we're also rollerblading mate and doing things very cool yeah and (laughs) so then we ate like crap but i was just a rake of a kid and i ran it all off
0: yeah soda stream growing up
2: uh, yes, if not that, nobbies, which was a thing in I think only in Victoria, which was one of those, you know, those crates that you swap over. You yeah. give them your empties, they come back with sasparilla, orange, purple, yep. blue, all the colours, and then you would knock the noddies off all week.
0: Did your family have? Did your family do dessert?
2: Yes, Napole Nip- Nepoli- Neapolitan, yeah, yeah. Neapolitan ice cream, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was
0: the first one that went out? What chocolate, was- chocolate,
2: yeah, and yeah, vanilla just sits there in the middle. That so, was ours.
0: Our house, strawberry, you. We'd want another tub. Strawberries, all there. No one touched strawberry.
2: Yeah, but you got... Oh, yeah, I've got a brother, but you got two Two other brothers brothers as well. That's so funny. It's pink, man. I'm not touching it. No, we were (laughs) right into strawberry. It wasn't
0: even that. I think we also had... uh, We called them Cool Pops, but they're Zoopa dupers over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we'd always have that, and green would always be the ones that were left over. But my dad still, to this day, will have, in the freezer, I think, it's Zoopa dupers or Cool Pops.
2: Oh, mate, in our high school, Zoopa Doopas, because they were 25 cents... And so a lot of kids would have, well, when I say that had the 20 cents, they might have been only have the five cents. Yeah. But the older kids would just go around just waiting to knuckle someone going, give me your 20 cents or your five cents. And then you go, well, it's either that or I get punched in the face. So yep. yeah, here's your money.
0: So helping out, you good though?
2: Well, again, my partner, she's very healthy and that's helped me a lot. Yep. But as I've gotten older, I've only gotten healthier more that, and you and I've talked about this, it's maintenance now. Yeah. Like, it's it's me just trying to eat properly so that I don't have aches and pains. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, we talk about mental health in this one. How's mental health? Has it always been something that you've looked after or have you noticed... Do you have your own red flags when you see that something happening that you go, oh, better, I better step back a bit or better look after this?
2: Yeah. I mean, I had... I, I suffered over the last 18 months from pretty insane insomnia and I've never had a problem with sleeping before. Yeah. So I've hit it at every possible angle, which means... I looked after my physical health. I was doing all those the Joe Rogany things. I was staring into the sun for the first two minutes of the day. Started <laughs> doing that's when I started doing cold showers. All these things of like getting yourself up to wind yourself back down. All that yep. crap. Um, but then I got some. I went to a psych, yep. and that helped a lot. Uh, and then I I've also just got onto supplements. I think I was my body was missing out on some stuff. I mean, it, the doctors initially gave me some pretty heavy sedatives you can take shit that will knock you out yeah but i don't think it's good for you yeah and so there's stuff like that and so the mental health i think when the kids were really young and i was lacking sleep it it sent me mental yeah like i had i like to call i had like one and a half breakdowns i had one at the end of 2019 you know when someone ate a bat in china mate it was really (laughs) good timing for me that was 2020 where i could recover and get myself back into it but the end of the year before yeah because it was my second kid turned up uh, the year before and it was just the sheer lack of sleep for years on end Yeah. and I just snapped and so for about three months I kind of had to not do a lot
0: it's, and we'll get to this with family but it is also harder when you're in the house with the people you love more than anyone in the world and it's like well I don't want to be angry at you but unfortunately you're here and I'm about to lose my cool I find myself anyway I'm like I've my kids have copped it a little bit more because of just stresses, especially in that time where we're like, we're in the house for two years together. And uh, kids, this is not about you. This is about me <laughs> missing out on stuff. And uh, I'm sorry, you're on the firing line.
2: It wasn't a weird time. Like, I, I never wanted to get COVID. But then people, oh, you don't want to get COVID. You're like, They may get homicide <laughs> if we keep going like this. And I mean, I did it last night. You, you know, with our jobs, it's all a bit up and down. And sometimes we we have all time off during the day. Yep. So you do all the family stuff. And I'd pick the kids up from daycare and then school. And then I'd also the washing was done. So I was folding the washing up, literally had the dinner cooking. My partner came home. She wants to wind down from work. My kids are like, I'm really hungry. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to yep. get it all done. And then I said, it'll be done in about 30 seconds. And then my eldest was like, uh, you said 30 seconds like a minute ago. Where's my food? And I'm folding up the clothes, cooking it all. Yeah. Yeah. She 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 heard some words that her sister said. You can't say those words. I'm like, I can. It's my house. I can say what I want. And so those they'll push her.
0: Um. So what you mentioned diet? What's what's the thing that you need to cut out then?
2: Uh, I I guess I do keto-ish. Yep. Diet. Like it's it's so weird talking about this, isn't it? Because you just feel like a wanker. Just, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what my show
0: is. <laughs> this is.
2: Uh, four this, burners and two flocks right,
0: It's this or talking about tweets I can't be, I can't talk about tweets And 90s music anymore I'm sorry I actually want to know about people
2: um, So I Yeah It's kind of like that Like I have chia seeds Like uh, during the week I'm like five days I'll eat pretty well More yep. or less and then on the weekends, I kind of eat what I want. So that means in the mornings, I'm eating chia seeds and I'm eating, you know, natural muesli and fruit and that kind of garbs and yep. salads and all this kind of nice stuff. Do you calorie count? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. i got made to do, yeah. but I think it's the one last thing that, because we seem to, you know, with steps and when you're working out, you're looking at all the kilojoules you're burning. And it's like at a point where I go, I can't analyze yeah. my life any further. I don't want to.
0: Yeah. That's because I do the calorie. Mine was to eat more though. That was the thing because I was trying to put on muscle and it was that thing that you do go a bit batty just going, i'm not hungry but i've got to have right. another 50 grams of protein before i go to bed and Jesus. what's in the house i'm not i'm not poaching a chicken just give me something else like yeah
2: because you went from i remember you know when we were first gigging together it's like you were the rakish indie kid so skinny so skinny
0: uh what what changed it for me was i was in you know a costume like department <laughs> and they said, I'll just change your shirt and I could feel the woman go, oh, she was surprised at how, not, is that skinny fat kind of like, almost like Mr. Burns kind of like just skin hanging off and I'm like skinny but also going, this is not good and so it was a real kind of going, yeah, I might change something here. It was a whole bunch of factors but it was that thing of, and maybe being little as well, maybe being little my whole life, it's going, No, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to get strong.
2: I mean, you and I would suffer from the same thing in that, we would only put weight on our little guts. Yeah, Like uh, if I just let it go, I would just have this fat paunch yeah. and still chicken legs yeah. and lanky arms. So yeah, I just tried with that stuff. I mean, its <laughs> I don't mind throwing him under the bus because I said it on his radio show. But I remember Tommy Little, who is 39 at this point in time, and I keep saying to him, man, you get to 40, things are going to change. It's a cliche, but things are going to change. And he said to me, I realize if I work out 10 times a week, I can eat what I want. Yep. And he doesn't have kids so No one's surprised And I'm like 10 times bro That's 10 is a lot It's I
0: look, I also work out more More times a week Than there are days in the week And That is a problem that Do is, you? That is That is an unhealthy Mental thing to go I I'm itching And I need to do something Let's look, I'm lucky the gym is 500 meters from my house Right And I do Hit classes in the morning Waits at night
2: jesus good on you man i i do i found out four times a week is is where where i sit oh my trainers are saying stop stop doing it so much take take like
0: rest days are really important for your body but me i'm like oh yeah but like i'm bored
2: yeah whatever dork yeah Um, you know me i mean i do that because i'll do that hit thing like you said those hit classes of 30 to 45 minutes and you just flog yourself i find they're great and then I, i also run because i'm touring a lot It's just wherever I'm at, you can go cool. And it's nice because you get to see wherever you're touring to. And so I'll do, I mean, I'll max out a half an hour, maybe a 40 minute run. I'm not going any further. Yeah.
0: All right. That's career. I mean, that's that's health.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: career, family, friends, which one do you want?
2: (laughs) I feel like I don't want to do the fun ones. I feel like I want to keep the fun ones last. Do you know what I mean? uh which is which is asking for a joke about my family but no i let's uh okay no let's talk family okay family. i love my family
0: right great so ha- how many in your family so you sh- got-
2: i shouldn't have to say that either of course i love my family
0: <laughs> there's so this is you're the second parent on so you okay can, you can talk about the family you've created or the family you were born into whichever one i don't mind yeah it's up to you oh wow or you can talk about both
2: yeah well, okay well let's Working in chronological order. So I'll talk about the family I was born into.
0: Okay, you've got one brother. One brother. Are you the oldest? No, he is. Yeah. What's the age difference?
2: Two years and like two and a bit. Okay, cool. Two and a half, really.
0: And do you you have a role in your family?
2: It's changed. Like, I was definitely the youngest. Uh, I mean, I still technically am the youngest. However, like all youngest, you're like, responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) That's not in my wheelhouse. But weirdly enough, my brother is neurodiverse. Yep and my father passed away when i was 19 so then i've weirdly like and this is not my mum my is still the matriarch of our family and very much for the extended family yeah. she's 74 now and she's taken that role where she's always in contact with my cousins keeping everything moving she's the one to organize family events yeah but then just through my sheer age i'm like oh now i'm the kind of top of the bell curve now yeah for my family
0: at 19 that would have been a huge not just losing your father, but also is that thing of like, oh, I am now kind of like, all right, I've got to look after my mum and my brother. Was there any responsibility there?
2: Not immediately. Like yeah. it wasn't as if at 19, you know, because Andy was 21, my brother, and mum, oh, I trying to think, you know, what she was, 50. And so it wasn't like I thought I had to look after mum. Yeah. And I did say to her recently, uh, because we had a memorial of our good friend Cal. when I just said, I don't know how you, you did it mum, like how, how you had to look after your sons. And then look after yourself. And she's like, I oh, don't know, you just get through it. Yeah. Which is what that generation's all about. I know. Like, people give shit to boomers, but I'm like, yeah, man, they put one step in front of the other and they get shit done. Yeah. Like, they're not sitting there going, I don't know, man. Uh,
0: the only <laughs> thing, I, and this is happening <laughs> with my family, that they do that, but then it does come out eventually. Like, something like it's... Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And my family had, like, 20 years of trauma that just was bubbling away and then it had to come out.
2: Yeah, you're right. There is a like a. Have you pushed that down way too far? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's gonna come out. Yeah, that heartburn you've got. Um. So that. Yeah. That was. I mean. That was a seismic shift. But it's not as if I sit and worry how they're gonna go. It's just more like the time of my life and my energy levels. I'm like, oh yeah, of course, I've got more energy than my 74 year old mum. Yeah. And so. In that respect, you know, I just feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, I should be holding up my end of the couch now a bit more than yep. <laughs> my retired mum.
0: All right, so how often do you speak to your
2: mum? Like, a lot. Yeah. We're, we're really close. I mean, we were always pretty close. And then after dad died, you're like, of course, yeah. you get closer. And she's also an extremely supportive human being. So, you know, I had, my father was British and like, hmm, he was great, but I think I, I had about two cents in the emotional bank. Like he just wasn't going to talk about it. So my mum was very much the opposite, yeah. which is I think a, that generation. That's what happened. Yeah, dads were like, "Well, I'm working, so all the other stuff gets left to your mum."
0: Were you closer with your mum or
2: closer with your dad? I'm close with my mum, like yeah. I always was. Yeah, and uh, I mean that was the tricky thing about the age that I was at. Me and dad were starting to bridge that gap because my brother he's very quiet and unassuming, and so then I turned up and I was. Loud and obnoxious In a netball dress, yeah (laughs) Yeah And so it was very much Like the dinner table Was him and I My dad just Me and dad Having a crack at each other Yeah That's what it was like And those two watching it As it's passing through So it was just at 19 We were starting to pass things up And then he selfishly Knocked it on the head
0: How do you, I don't think I've ever asked
2: He had a Stroke initially Six months before that And then a stroke And a heart attack Yeah I mean you talked about Your dad going I better pick this up My dad was like That sucks When can I go back to drinking And they went Probably nowhere soon Yeah And my dad only drank On weekends But we found it More annoying Because he, he had to Pull back on drinking He was then just a pest To us on weekends We like You used to leave us alone Yeah You used to muck around With your mates Now you're just at us And so Yeah then six months later
0: Well my dad had had three heart attacks like yeah so one at 31
2: oh my god that was the
0: uh the big wake-up where he stopped smoking Mm. and then one he had triple bypass surgery when he was about 44 45 so not far from where I am now and then earlier this year at end of last year had a big big scary one that like yeah he was clinically out for six minutes six yeah
2: was there any see in the
0: light he reckons there's none. He says there's, there's nothing. And I was like, well, probably not like where you're going. Uh,
2: <laughs> which
0: he finds funny now. <laughs> didn't find funny at the time. Oh,
2: Mate, uh, yeah. come on, I'm a comedian. Yeah, it's got, I've got to hit it quickly. Um, um, but that, does that lend itself to why you look after your health so oh, much? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I remember, because we've headed away on sad dad weekends. Yes. We're comedians. We're all dads and we all head away to a share yeah. house and just upend all of our problems. But... I was always impressed because you just on the low, were like, oh yeah, look, I've got a couple of heart problems. I'm not yeah. going to drink. I'm not going to really get up to any mischief.
0: Well, i was still drinking, but yeah, I, it was. It's very boring. But I've stopped drinking now, and I feel like I'm not boring people. But you do at social events, you like can't. I'm on a different wavelength right now, like, and I uh, get that. And that thing of going, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the person who leaves the room and have everyone else go, oh thank fuck. So I'm like, cool, having fun, like uh, recent Karen's wedding about 10 o'clock everyone was having fun i'm like i've had my fun i've had all my chats i'll go like i just yeah
2: no you were great i mean if anything sometimes when i'm talking to you i'm like oh yeah jail isn't pissed <laughs> i'm opening too much but yeah I, I think that's good like i told you my dad and he's i mean my dad was in bands, so all his yep. mates they were like they were big drinkers because it's just you're out performing and yep. you're drinking and he was i mean <laughs> i was about to say through his, you know cold dead hands so I was like no literally like he, he didn't want to give it up yeah at all and I started as I get older it kind of doesn't fit the puzzle of your family like you all the things you're talking about alcohol actually doesn't fit everything else yeah it fits kind of your friends and your socializing but everything else in your life you're like this isn't helpful yeah because I'm a zero the next day
0: yes and, and the older you get you you realize it's even less than zero sometimes you're like all right we're gonna start up again
2: yeah, and I think I think for it to be because I grew up with a, a dad who's it was almost part of his personality. Like he would socialise on a weekend, and that's all the people knew of him. Yep. And he was in a great mood. I always think when I was young, I was like, he made it look good. Yeah. He was way better on a Saturday and Sunday when he was drinking than he was on a Monday to Friday when he wasn't. So I could understand why I got onto it. But then I'm like, yeah, but the rest of the family got to see him just uh, yeah. Uh, when's the next weekend coming? And he just didn't care.
0: Him being a performer was that kind of like if you for you oh mm. I can see performing is an actual career I know we'll get to career in a minute but was that kind of something that you went oh yeah I can do this and I know that like people aren't going to be shocked
2: I guess people wouldn't be shocked but Jill I honestly reckon it was the opposite my dad never encouraged me to play an instrument through high school I think because he couldn't he didn't make a career he actually had a cleaning business that was given to him when his dad passed away yeah I don't think he well I don't think so he hated the cleaning business and so I think he always Like, honestly, I think he saw himself as a failure that he couldn't make that work and then dissuaded my brother and I from ever getting into it. And realistically, I didn't get into performing until he passed away because I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I still reckon if he was around, I don't know. I don't think he'd stop me from doing it, but I don't think he'd be that encouraging because I think the taste in his mouth wasn't great. But you've had success, I think. That once when, when they see so success, eat that, like, Peter okay, Thornton. It's it's all right. I understand <laughs> this now. I understand it. I mean, I mean, it is. I can understand why he's doing it. Uh, any parent, you'd go really like you're just you're gonna go like you know the conversations you and I would have with yep. huh, civilians who when they ask you what you do, they can't fathom that you're just almost going from gig to gig. Yeah, they cannot. They're like like people have asked me. Oh, so you know how further down the road do you know? And I'm like honestly, probably three months. Yeah. And then beyond that, I don't know. But it's been like that now for 20 years, so I've gotten used to it.
0: Yeah. Also, I think there is something about being a parent and just wanting... You want your kids to have an easier life. And Mm. a performing arts career is... It's a tough one. But I, I just know, like, even with my own kids, and it's stuff like... Like, they're so great, and they're so themselves and individuals... They both got very long hair, and my eldest is starting high school next year, mm. and I'm like, going, oh, do I get him to cut it? Is, but that's that's my own thing from when I was going to high school in 1993 in Burnie in Tasmania. <laughs> I couldn't have long hair, but he's going to school in 2024 in inner city Melbourne. He's going to be fine yeah, having yeah. long hair. Yeah,
2: you're so right. Like y- you're in suburban Australia. Yeah, regional Australia in the 90s. Like it is night and day. Like anything out of... I, rem- <laughs> I remember we'd all had... Because Geelong's near the surf coast, so Torquay and Bells Beach. And we'd have corduroy grey shorts. Yep. And A, we had uniforms. Like my mates are... At, uh, my mates, my kids are at school in whatever they want to wear. Yeah, We were just in grey outfits like we were inmates. But if we had the tag that quite often on the quicksilver, quicksilver shorts, shorts had the size, had this weird tag hanging off the label. Like... Yeah. If you didn't rip that off... You get beaten up.
0: Have I told you for, for the tag? <laughs> if I told you, it was brands were so important that w- we couldn't afford them. Mm. But we had my older brother had a pair of Quicksilver shorts that he was gr- he'd grown out of, but they were corduroy ones, so they couldn't wear them. So my mum picked the the tag, the Quicksilver <laughs> tag, sewed it onto my shorts, which were just Kmart shorts. Yeah. First day of school, kid goes, they're not real Quicksilver. You've you've made them. The stitching isn't right. Got caught straight away. Just going, I'm not wearing these, mum. No. Nah. <laughs>
2: It's like the the most depressive episode of Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. You're undercover with shit shorts. <laughs> ah, no. But man, that, that, you're right. Like that that was enough. For yeah. you Yeah. End to be ripped, and you probably have to live with it for twelve months.
0: Yeah. Kids are so much nicer these days. <laughs> I mean, we still have cyberbullying, but there's so much nicer. <laughs> um, all right. So you've got your own family now. Like, so yes. um, do you find? Th- I mean, of course, there's massive differences in in the way you are raised and the way you're raising your children, but the role that you're playing, do you find, are you comfortable in that role?
2: I am. It's very difficult in this uh, day and age because I think for better or worse, and I'm not saying we need to go back to those times, you know, there was a clear definition of labor when I think about my parents, like, I'm not saying it was the right way to go, but it was almost like, that's your job as a dad. That's your job as a mum boom, here we go. Yeah. And now you're a Swiss army knife of you are chewing everything. Cause you're like, it's like, it's constant jujitsu of like, so when are you working, especially with the jobs we've got? Yep. You're like, well, I've got to be out that night. So then I've got to do that. And then I'll be the ones to pick them up and I'll cook dinner. But then tomorrow night you've got to cook dinner and you've got to do all that. And it's like this constant shifting and back and forth that I'm happy with the role, but it can be sometimes really exhausting.
0: So you come home at six o'clock, what's the night look like? What's ha- what Do you all eat together?
2: We all eat together, and that is a real thing that I've really put down on the kids. Yep. I'm like, we sit, and I've explained it to them. This is when we hear about your day. Yep. This is when we can talk and do whatever. Because a lot of the times, too, I'm sitting, and then I'm going to a gig. So it's a weird energy, too, because everyone's winding down while I'm winding up.
0: Did your family growing up all sit at the table and eat dinner? Yes. Yeah, so do we. Yep.
2: Yeah, it was 6 o'clock. We're sitting there. We're all doing it, and for better or worse. Yep. <laughs> and again, teen years, they'd be just blow-ups, but you're like, this is happening.
0: We all at the table. TV was allowed to be on. It was? Yeah. And it was it was always the news or like, uh, sale of or something like that. But this yeah. is how bad it was. So, the t- we had two TVs, one in the lounge room and one in what we called the family room, which is just an empty space in the front doorway kind of thing. Yeah. And three of us, no, four of us could see the lounge room TV mm. and the other one was on as well. And dad could look to the side and see that one. So he could eat and then look and there's the TV there. So, <laughs> it was...
2: He was just on his own. Instead
0: of turning around his neck all the way, he could go, look up <laughs> my periphery and there's the TV.
2: Surround sound on yeah. your TV. But it
0: was so important we had to eat at the table together. I was like, come on, this is already... With the like, TV running. The facade's running. off here. Like, let's, we're not, no one's talking. We were all eating and then eating as quick as we could so we could run into the lounge room because there was only four comfy t- seats, five of us. You've got to run. You've got to finish really quickly so you can get one of the comfy seats. Otherwise, you're sitting on the floor. I mean, my dad had
2: his seat closest to the telly. And uh, uh, I've only only sat in there a couple of times in my teen years and then got a wallop for it.
0: Can you imagine you having your own seat? I'm, I doubt you have it, your own seat in your house.
2: Mate, it's not just my own seat. Like, I've got posters <laughs> of old shows, comedy shows I've put on. My partner's like, do we have to have that up? Yep. I'm
0: like, it's my... Look, like, that has literally paid the bills for this house. It's something I've, a few times, at once every nine months, I reckon I have a bit of a breakdown going, you can look around this house and there's nothing that represents me. <laughs> You could walk in and not even know I live here. Like, there's stuff everywhere. Whereas I'm looking in back, and this is so old man talking, but can you imagine, like, my dad had his own seat. No one else sat in that seat. That was dad's seat. Nah. I cannot imagine saying to my kids, Oi, that's my
2: seat. Get out of my seat. Get out of my seat. Because also, we don't have recourse. You know, you go, get out of your seat. Why? I don't know, because dad will feel sad, and do you want that for your dad? Like, my dad would go, get out. Why? Because you can see my knuckles turning yeah. white. So what do you reckon's going to happen? <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Okay. Friends or career?
2: Uh, Let's go with career and then cool. we'll finish out with friends.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, how do you define what you do?
2: I do stay comedian now. I don't hide from it and it can be at times exhausting. It, to be honest, how do you find it? i found it's a conversation stopper. Yeah. Like if I'm in an Uber, the guy just goes, cool, and stares off into the distance. Oh, girl. Well, uh, <laughs> then I... You know, whoever it is, when I say comedian, I find it more elicits a conversational stroke, yeah, than a oh wow, because they don't. You know, most people you're talking to have got office jobs, and they go, oh god, I don't know where to start.
0: Sometimes they just start with who they don't like other comedians. <laughs> I, like, oh, you know, who I don't like, and they will tell me a good friend of mine. I go, okay, no, they're they're really funny. Like, yeah, they're they're really a nice person. You should like them.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is exactly right. That's a very Australian thing. Yeah. Don't like them at all. Yeah. What are they like? Yeah. They're nice. Um, was How
0: long before you wanted to be a comedian did you get up and do it?
2: Like the actual physical gigs. Like you look back on it, there was little things. Like we had music and theatre at school and then I'd get up and I did impersonations of people. Yeah. And there's video footage of me in when I'm like and I'm talking maybe 10 years old I would I would do impersonations usually of impersonations I've seen like it'd be yep. Bob Hawke or something and we'd be away for Easter with the family friends and I'm doing my Bob Hawke and there was things like that and so but then as far as stand-ups concerned I remember I've told this before to them Pete Hellier and Dave O'Neill I remember they came down for Raw because it was in Geelong where I grew up and that would be the Geelong Performing Arts Centre and they were the hosts and doing the bits and I was just glued to whatever they were doing Yeah, and I always remember you know, how young people give crap to hey Saturday. Yes. And because the last iteration of it Terrible wasn't great. Yep. It was on a Wednesday and we all know what happened. However, for people our age, yeah. It was really seminal. Like it was it yes, it was it was rusted on it, it was always there. Our parents were off yeah. at their dinner party Yeah. while we're sitting there watching T V. But that was the first time I saw stand up. Yeah. And it looked cool.
0: I the same I loved any stand up on TV. I didn't know that. I wanted to be one. I just mm. knew I loved it. And so, Hayat Saday, the stand-ups, just love. Like, Russell Gilbert, loved him. Trevor Marmaid loved oh, him. Oh, just
2: pinging him from the sides. Yeah, just... Even oh. John Blackman, like, to a degree, like, throwing yeah. stuff in.
0: The midday show, occasionally I'd be off sick. I'd mm. go and say my nan, she loved the midday show. There was a guy called Wally the Worker. I don't know if a remember Wally the Worker. Just this <laughs> old bloke who just tell, like, joke jokes. Yeah. Loved it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And this then, guy's so funny, yeah. And then... Oh, I'm a. I love the Late Show as well, and my yes. favorite parts were when Tony and Mick would get up at the start and do a like not the start, but like they'd get up sometimes and just do like a Monologue. bit of stand up. Yeah, and it was
2: kind of two handy. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it was, kind of yeah. yeah, was incredible, and loved all that kind of stuff. Anything that had any stand up on it, even though I like wasn't going, I want to do this one day. Clearly, I did. Like Jim Owen came to Bernie. He was, and when I was in year seven, went to watch Jim Owen at the Bernie Civic Center
2: course yeah i mean I, I did jim's awesome we a couple of years ago i remember when it was a weird covert time and you could perform over in adelaide in a different state however we were victorian so we were fenced off yeah. we're only allowed to perform <laughs> like <laughs> and it felt like the jackson five we're allowed to perform and get in the van get away we yeah. had to keep moving but jamon was part of it because he's a victorian and i just finally thought what else we got to talk about and I started talking about the show and he yeah. was 24. He'd been doing stand-up for something like he said 12 months or two years or something had his own sketch show yeah. i was glued to it and i remember friends of mine saying to me you're not laughing yeah but i was like because i remember i did that as a kid i wouldn't laugh because i'm i'm taking it all in yeah like I, I i consciously thought it was funny i was just observing it i remember going to movies like austin Powers, and again people go "Oh, it's tween's like yeah but when you're 15 I would just sit there and watch Mike Myers and just yep. be like, I'd take the whole thing in. Two hours of not laughing, but taking everything in.
0: Yeah, we were a big family for getting five weekly videos. And yeah, I'd yeah. always choose comedies. I reckon I saw every single Richard Pryor. like Oh, yeah.
2: See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. So funny.
0: Yeah. Bruce's Millions. just Oh, Bruce's Millions. One of the best. <laughs> what a movie. <laughs> uh, all right. So if it wasn't for comedy, what do you reckon you'd, you'd be doing?
2: Look, I was a drawer growing up. And that's what you that's what get called as a kid. A lot of comedians are. Yeah, I think because... And this is what I always say I love about stand-up. I like the introspective part of it and the extroverted part of it. Yep. Like, you sit there and you think of ideas, be it on your laptop, your writing pad, whatever. And that's a very introverted process. But then it's extroverted when you're on stage. Yeah. Because I think I liked... Because I was a drawer, that's an introverted activity. And you're being creative, bit be creative in your own little world. And yep. so, that's why... like, I. Everyone thought I was going to do that. Like I went to become... You know, the path of anyone who draws goes, that's great. Let's see what you can do. You're really shit at maths. Well, architecture's out. Yep. And then it's, where do you want to be? And I was a graphic designer. I used to be... And i worked as a graphic designer. And I always say, I'd happily go back to yep.
0: it. Yep. Did you have like, when you were studying comedy, have like five-year plan, ten-year plan? Or was it just like... Because like you said, you kind of... We only look like three months in advance. I mean... Did you have goals? You're like, I want to hit this.
2: No, I definitely had ambition. And I think anyone who does finally take the plunge in stand-up, you're lying to yourself if you don't have ambition. Yeah. We all have thoughts of grandeur when we start. Yeah. Like the genius has turned up. But, mate, if anything, it was the opposite. I'd shield myself from thinking I'd give this a real crack where I was almost like, I'll oh, just do 12 months and see where it goes. Yeah, Just do another 12 months and see where it goes. Because I was always... It's probably the words of my father in the back of my head, but I was like, oh, this isn't secure. This isn't going to work out. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I can still go back to graphic design. Yep. And I probably kidded myself in that probably like 10 years into my career. Like, you can always go back. You can still go back. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm well and truly the horse has bolted. Like I have no other skills in life.
0: So you you reckon you'd be happy if you were a graphic designer? Though?
2: I think I would be. I have to be creative. Like I had, during covid we all had the long nights of the soul yeah. of going, well, okay, I can't do up, What am I going to do? And my partner was like, well, think about what you'd want to do. And everything was creative. Yep. There wasn't one thing that made me go, oh, I want to be an engineer or something. It was like, oh, well, I'd be a barber or I'd be, I mean, I didn't think about being a tattooist, but I'll be like, I can see how that's fun. Yep. You're creating things again. And then there was like that. It was like drawing or sketch artists or something in the creative field. I, yeah. Otherwise I'm useless.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's why I was so happy. I had a podcast already s- set up and established, and also it was like I got to talk to four people a week, four new people a week. It was great. It was like that thing. of Like,
2: would you be a muse though if you weren't this?
0: Uh, that's what I wanted to be. That's yeah. what I moved to Melbourne to kind of be. There was always Did you? I think yeah, it was well I moved to Melbourne just because I had to get out of Tassie. It was that thing of like I <laughs> just had a massive breakup and I thought I've got to get out of here. Otherwise, I was living in a living in a house in the center of Launceston. I was spending, it was $33 a week rent. (laughs) And if I got the doll, that would have been like 450 bucks I think back then. And I was like, I could easily have lived off that in Launceston and done nothing with my life. So I was like, I need to be challenged. And I'd always wanted to move to Melbourne as well.
2: But that's a big step.
0: Oh, huge. Although luckily I had a bunch of friends who were already here. okay. So dad done the big move. And uh, I came over for two months like, really, like, just couch surf for a while, really out, well, outstayed my welcome at a few places. Uh, and then mm. found a house, went back uh, to get all my stuff. Luckily there was the Hobart comedy festival that started mm. and my mate, Justin was doing, he said, you should put your hand up to do it. So I said, I'll do it. And then that was uh, three and a half weeks of a gig every night. I'd done three gigs before that. And then it was like, Oh no, this is, this is what I want to do. So I moved over to Melbourne, booked in one gig at the local and I thought, oh, I'll do open mic comedy uh, music stuff. And the comics were way nicer than the musicians in terms of welcoming <laughs> me in. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll do this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, isn't it funny? Because i got some music mates and it's almost like we each look across the other side of the fence and go, that looks sick. Yeah. But each one kind of secretly would like to do the other. Not yeah. full time, but just give it a stab.
0: All right, this is a question I ask every show. So I'm a genie. I can grant you any wish to do with your career, but only your career. You can't wish for someone else to have a great career. What
2: do you Why wish for? Why would I? Yeah. <laughs> Selfishly, look after. for me. For you. <clears throat> so I grant one wish. One wish,
0: and it comes true.
2: Um, I would think. You know, honestly, it would just be more ticket sales. Yep. Like I. I remember there was a really distinct memory for me when uh, we went camping. This was probably 2008 or nine with some mates. the three really good mates of mine and all of them, you know, work office jobs. And we were doing that thing of like, what would you do if, you know, you got given five million bucks and they're all taking a dump on their boss's desk and walking off and going, I'm never working again. In 08, five million could probably cover you now. Yeah, now
0: you're <laughs> like, all right, better. I can take 12 months off. And
2: <laughs> but then I realized I would continue on with what I'm doing. Yep. It would just mean I just wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about money. And then as I've gotten on to all the struggles of stand-up, which is finding new material, doing all that, like I, I, I'm kind of, like I like that yep. about it as much as it's shit. And we all sit around when we're trying to write a new show. I go, this is fuck. But, it's like, but that's what I'm chasing. Yeah, That's what I'm addicted to. So if I just keep doing that, it just means like you know, more ticket sales means more money and I would just carry on.
0: Yep. <laughs> I think that's a really good answer because I'd be the same. I'd be like, as long as the stress of are people going to turn up doesn't go away for me anyway it's yeah, yeah. like that's the the worst part of all of this, like yes, as long as people turn up, I think I'm fine,
2: yeah, I mean, you and I talk about it, like you know Carl Barron's one of our heroes, yeah, not just like I honestly do think like he's gear, he makes me laugh so much, but the fact that you know he tours and people turn up, and it's like sick that's that's yeah. what he does, yeah,
0: great, all right, last one, friends, there sure. we go here we go. Are you still friends with people from your youth? yeah, yeah,
2: Good you are. Yeah. Mates. yeah, yeah, um. We were, well, growing up, we were like the in-betweeners, my mates. We just kind of weren't one or t'other. Yep. Like there was a lot of footy players in our year. And I think they're all still mates from what I gathered. Because I went to a, my 10-year reunion and realised, I don't want to do this. And it was nothing against them. It's just a weird time warp to snap yourself back into.
0: I think 10 years is too soon. I went to my 20-year one. Oh, yeah, and that was, was, good. That? That was good. That was good. Was it? Everyone, everyone was kind of like, oh, well, it was, had moved... On enough from high school, yeah. there was no kind of like, oh, that they didn't talk to me in high school. It was like, oh, wow, cool, we didn't talk in high school. Well, let's, what are you doing now? Are oh, your kids? And it was actually very, very nice. And the whole group, because it was like about 50 kids who went to, were in my year 10, because we were finishing year 10 in, in Tassie. And so it was that thing of like about 50 of us there, all getting on quite well. Yeah, okay. kind of. And it was also off the back of, I'd, I'd just been on TV, so I was like, oh, I'm going to this <laughs> This one's good.
2: Oh, good guys. <laughs> All right, just give me a Sharpie now. Let's get the signatures out of the way. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of really good mates that I still talk to. And I guess the Geelong thing, because it's not as physically as far as yep. like Tassie. And then so we were, I think in the 20s and 30s, we weren't seeing maybe as much of each other. But now that I think like when you start having kids and have a family, there's so many commonalities that, you know, just calling up, going really tired and yep. I'm over this. Same. So yeah, got old mates.
0: Have you any had any friendship breakups? And was it a proper breakup or just a a slow ghosting where you're like, we've got nothing to say? No, slow ghosting.
2: I've never had, I mean, in my friend, it's funny, the guys I grew up with, there were a lot of blowups and stuff. Someone told me (laughs) dudes who were called Dave usually have the job of being the (laughs) go-between, you know, Dave will be, hey, guys, come on, let's just try and all get along. So even the people that I don't really see anymore, yeah, I've never had a, like, a bust up, you know, where you go, we are never seen each other, you can have yourself, like, it's, nah.
0: Yeah. You are can I say you are very good at uh reaching out and contacting people or yeah with me. I remember when during a festival my management company kind of just went, Oh that we're done. Halfway through
2: <laughs> if it didn't I call you during the meeting? You had a meeting with and you go, Thanks, bro, but I'm literally in the meeting or something. Yeah,
0: that was <laughs> yeah, and then you call me back and it was like and it wasn't and I could tell it wasn't just a hey what's going on here what's the what's the gossip which I had a lot of people going. hey what's going on there and I'm yeah, like oh, fuck, I'm fucking not telling you like you do yeah, yeah, yeah. but you was a proper hey that must suck how, how you doing so you, you're very good at reaching out to people when they kind of you know when you feel that oh I would need some support
2: yeah but I do know I'm annoying because if I'm driving somewhere I'm like who can I call Yeah, and I will I realised my civilian mates are like, I'm at work, dickhead. Yep. And they give me the hushed tones, like, what's going on, mate? Can't really talk. But then comic mates, I will call all the time. yeah. And I've stupidly, like my my partner always said to me, she goes, oh, I was just so impressed you called early days, like you weren't texting. And I was like, oh, because I find texting annoying. Yeah. It wasn't some romantic thing. I find it easier to chew someone's ear off for 10 minutes than it is to text. I much prefer a text. Oh, do you? So I, I, no, I'm doing no, no. a pest. No, no, I do like a phone call because it's a novel
0: thing. Because there's not too many people I what my least favorite yeah. is the uh uh voice message text where it's like just call me oh yeah 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 but then it's, now i've got to go actually listen and i'm at work so i've got to get headphones cuz it's from a friend of mine who i know is not going to say anything that the rest of the office can hear like i don't want them hearing
2: I agree with you. And it kind of disappears and you're like, I have to text you back. Like, what's this about? Um, But that habit actually probably comes from my mum. My mum's very good at just checking in on people. And she she keeps a network that I'm like, sorry, what? Like, she's mentioning people that I don't remember 20 years ago.
0: In Geelong, do people just drop in without a phone call first?
2: Used to. Yeah. Um, A mate of mine was trying to bring the pop-in back and I was actually kind of happy with it. But then a pop-in is pretty, like, we're so busy now. Pop-ins, there's so much risk to it.
0: Yeah. I... My house is so messy. I couldn't. I couldn't have a pop in. The kids are just fucking mess everywhere. I'd be embarrassed,
2: mate. I was talking about this. What a time. So my dad would get, mum would just say he like he'd be pissed, and he just gets on the landline. So it's probably again that's the same thing that I've got. Where I'll call mates. I'm like they want to hear from me, but he would call mates and be like next weekend we're on come round. Yeah. Maggot. Next day forgets. And because back in the day too, this is what boomers are good at as well. You say there's something happening, they will turn up. No yeah. text. No what's going on. And you couldn't text back then, but there was no. You know, calling on Wednesday to go, we're still cool. Yeah. And she said they would just turn up with food and she'd be like, What? And then but she, but that was the days when your freezer was full of food. And yeah. she'd go, Okay, well I'll put a I'll put something together and then just would cook up whatever a taduckin or whatever.
0: Um, here's one. How many ongoing group texts or Facebook groups do you reckon you'd be in?
2: I actually don't think a lot compared to most. Yeah. You know, we've got some WhatsApps with Oh God, this is, this is what sucks about being a parent. You've got a lot of WhatsApps with groups that you're like, oh, I don't know, man, yep. um, of, of the kids' years, levels. Um, there's a few, I mean, we're in one together. We're in know. two
0: together. I've, I just realised I'm only in two on Oh Facebook yeah, we are in two. They're, and
2: they're both with you. Yeah, yeah, one of them I talk about in public, the other one not so much. And then, so there's not that many because... You
0: know, one is just the sad dad group. Well, uh, that's true. And, and when I say sad dad, we're not sad dads. It was just that that's what people call... It. Me, you, Ben Lomas, Harley Breen, Wade Duffin went away... Twice together. Yeah. And the, and the third, <laughs> the trilogy's coming. But uh, And it was just, that was just to kind of, let's get together. And then afterwards, it was a, this is making us laugh still. But yeah. And
2: don't you think, I don't know if this is men of every age, but our age, because we're an in-between uh, generation, like our dads wouldn't have asked how the other guys are going. No. So there's usually a conversation of there is like, how are you going, mate? You're doing all right? And then there's daylight. And then there's the stupidest things you've ever heard that are getting messaged to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Just stuff that you go, are we eight years old?
0: (laughs) And the other one's a basketball one, everyone, if you're worried. Yeah, there's
2: that. So then I've I've got a couple, but I don't think it's as much as everyone else. Because again, I'm pretty lazy with, messages like I'll almost build up messages and that's why I call people yeah because I'm like oh, I missed a couple of that I'll give you, you know, yep. we'll chat for 10-15 minutes
0: alright so that's friends, career, health and family done alright now yeah. we get to the point where we're turning ones off which okay which one are you keeping on which ones are definite keeping on
2: Ooh, I mean family
0: family <laughs> you can't yeah it would be bad <laughs> if you'd turn your family off you've got you've got your own and you've also like, got I want to
2: defend this because you know when you do material because I know comics are like oh you're complaining about your kids again you're like well, yeah, because in stand-up you've got to complain. Yeah, you can't be like, "Hey, things are going really well," and good yeah. night.
0: Well, it's Nate Bargatze calls like if you don't know it's comedy; it's just a mean speech.
2: Yeah, but then I also think, like, of course, I'm talking about my family because they do mean a lot to me, and so I'm around them a lot, and they're going to do some things that shit me, as I do to them. Yeah. But they're the only bits that I pluck out. Do you know what I mean? It's it's that's probably the ten percent where things go crook. The ninety percent is I just really love them. Yeah. And I'm really proud of them. Like. Who would pay money To hear me say that
0: <laughs> I remember Jeff Green Saying to We were all in Singapore And every night He'd go around And tell people Like He's watched their act And said this is what The essence of you are mm. And at the start We were like That's not true And then The more I think about it The more he was so spot on And he said To another comedian he goes y- You're too nice About your family People don't want to hear that They just want to hear How hard it is So they also feel Good about their lives Because they're they're also going through it and we we know you, you love your family it's a given like yeah, so yeah. so you can get away with and at the time i listened like i don't know if that's right and then i'm like um i think he's now it there what with my one he said that i was an angry man and um you know, that anger needs to come out i was like i'm not angry and then i'm like i reckon you nailed me there jeff i there, there's a bit of not anger but it's just that i, I Frustrated And it's very funny To be frustrated About stuff That doesn't matter
2: But I also think about This is the thing About comedy Like You're a, you're a great dude You're a nice guy You've some texts That just made me laugh So hard And they're so brutal But I'm like I know he's making a joke That's what makes them So funny right. I know you're a good dude But then you, you have an ability To rip some stuff out That I go Wow I
0: mentioned that In the Gillian Cosgrove episode Where I was You know Having been in Writers rooms I, You write for Different voices Yeah if I know I'm in a room full of just comics, I know the only thing that's going to make us laugh is the wrongest thing. And we all know it's a joke. So I'm like, all right, I can go this far. But when, so when the Dum Dum Club were doing their roast of deal and I wasn't turning up because I'm not going, I don't want to be involved, but Carl was like, do you have any jokes? And I'm like, all right, here you go. Boom, 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 boom. And he's like, were you sitting there for a while? I'm like, no, it's just that that's a part of my brain that I can go alright this is this is a, a fun thing to be able to do yeah, man you
2: sent me something recently and I was on a phone call to about waffling on Oh, and, and I re- finally returned and you went that's the longest half an hour of my life <laughs> it was <so> <laughs> that was a real long way I mean I think I've gone too far yeah? oh, because no. I got off the call and was like oh god and for a comic to just say, ha-ha, or put um, laughter emojis on, that's a big thing because you realise you can't top it. I was like, that's so funny. Oh, patron subscribers, don't hit me up. I won't I won't tell you what the text was. I'm nah, not going to share it. Nah.
0: No. No. Uh,
2: so we've got family. Family is Family burning one. bright. Okay. Yeah. What else? Um, I mean, you would then go... I mean, it's a tough one between career and friends, to be honest, because I've had some times when the kids were really again young they need you all the time you're not sleeping I, I've kept my job going but then I've been like I can't like on weekends you want to catch up with friends and it annoys you it frust- I would get really frustrated with m- say to my partner I just want to hang out with some mates Yeah. but I guess then career took preference because it earns you money and yeah, your family can survive yeah. so career's there career's there but also in saying that <laughs> our mates are also part of a career well that's
0: the thing we're, we're very lucky that we've got a career where you do hang out with people that you like
2: yeah, and if you're in a green room and there's a good hang, yeah. I, like that was nice at times when I was just wrecked again and struggling. Yeah. You could upend it and everyone goes, yeah, cool.
0: All right, so we've got friends and health left. Which one which one are you turning off?
2: Um I mean I would say probably friends then health. I do look after my health, but I'm it is the lowest ranking officer in that form. That's
0: good. That's good. I think that's the first one with the had health.
2: Really? Yeah, that that's good. I mean, I do think because, you know, again, I'm just going back to when I was really struggling. It was like, I just want to see a mate and upend it. Yeah. But I'm not going. I just, like, I did go, I just want to go for a run or whatever. But it wasn't something I was searching for.
0: I think you've got a good base with your health, though. And so you can not concentrate on that at the minute.
2: There's a bit of that. Like, I'm probably not too bad with my diet. So in the fact that, you know what I mean, even if you're struggling a bit, I'll just be like, I'll just eat all right. Yeah. It'll be fine. Great. We've
0: got family career friends they're burning bright well done
2: dave like, you know what i realized though health would have got me some sponsors you know <laughs> mates mates that post about doing a push-up as a comedian using get fitness first behind them
0: maybe you can get some but you turn it off if you want dave to turn it back on actually hit him up
2: that's a really good point i was talking to a comic about this recently who keeps himself in good shape i'm like y- y- those guys don't get the you know you get a part of the be part of the Melbourne marathon or something because yeah. like, they want you to blow out to then go, I want to get myself back into it. That's when they want you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, you've got a new uh, hour on YouTube that anyone can watch.
2: Yeah, mate. Don't ask. It's on Yeah, YouTube. Uh, it's only been up for a week now. And it's been getting some really good reviews. Great. I don't think some Americans can't understand me. <laughs> but uh, but it's been great. So yeah, check that out. Don't ask on my YouTube page. And I'll be touring next year. So if you do like it, then you come see the new show.
0: Excellent. Is that davethornton.com.au or...
2: Uh, really, it's Dave underscore Thorno now for all my Instagrams, YouTubes, yep. um, TikToks. Yeah, forty-three year old man on TikTok.
0: Hey, I almost, I almost caved for this. I was going to go. Oh, put a little clip up on TikTok, and then I'm like, I can't just. If someone else wants to do that, someone out there wants to clip up and do a TikTok for me. I'm happy. I'll send you stuff.
2: Mate, it's bare knuckle brawling on that joint. <laughs> they will let you know what they think about you, whether you want to hear it or not.
0: The other thing, the other day, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'll just do if nothing else, I'll just." Do gym, gym Instagram. That's all I'll do. No, I'll gym that, Instagram.
2: That would go off there. Do you reckon? Like they would, if you just got to do a highlight of how do I keep myself in, you know, in shape in my forties, and they love that stuff. My feed does.
0: All right, I'll try and get dad bod on TikTok, and yeah. I'll go. Right, here we go. Hey, uh, thanks for doing this,
2: mate. Thanks for having me on. You're thanks. the king of the pods, mate. Hopefully.
0: King. <laughs> the king, Hey, uh, everyone listening to this, uh, thank you so much for those who came out to the Catfish shows at, uh, to watch the Don't You Know How I Am's. Uh, you Ams. If you want to listen to them all, you can make it. Go to patreon.com slash dykwia. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to over 300 uh, hours of podcasting. And in the new year, you'll get uh, a bonus one of these up as well every week. It will be with a listener. So that'll be uh, if you are a patron subscriber and you want to be, come on the show. All right try right now. I'll get you on. I'll get you sitting in the chair that Dave was. Or we'll do it on Zoom. Yeah. It's cool. easier for you. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Boop. Boop.